Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat presents Talk of the Kingdom. That's what we're calling the show. We're sticking with it, and we love it. I'm your host, Brian Altano, along with my incredible crew of Zelda obsessives. Rebecca Valentine. Who am I? Tom Marks. Whoa. Jada Griffin. That's not is... my name. What? I'm kidding. What? <laughs> Tripping me up here. This week on Talk of the Kingdom, uh, we had originally planned on doing a spoiler cast for the full game 
This episode, we're not. Uh, a funny thing happened. Most of us and most of you actually don't want to finish this game. Uh, it's super fun, and I don't want to get to the end yet. Uh, Tom did for work. He did for review and for fun because yeah, he enjoyed you it. Um, but we'll, we're going to do a few more episodes of Talk of the Kingdom. We're going to extend the show. I know a lot of you have been asking for that. Frankly, there's not really a lot else going on in Nintendo World or Nintendo Land right now. So Talk of the Kingdom it is. Uh, we're going to keep talking about this game, celebrating the game in general. We're going to stay away from spoiler stuff about the ending until we're ready we will announce uh in a few weeks when, when we're ready for that but until then let's just talk about zelda uh speaking of which today we are talking about our funniest moments in tears of the kingdom uh the most difficult battles uh the difficulty in general the secret leveling system in tears of the kingdom and our favorite armor sets so far but first Tears of the Kingdom has been out for several weeks now, and um, apologies to other games, uh, but we're completely obsessed with it. Uh, and we're going to talk about some adventure stories, how it's impacting our personal lives, uh, our ability to do our jobs and everything else. But yeah, uh, so I can't stop playing this game i can't put it down i can't stop thinking about it uh other games uh, have just come out uh, diablo uh, as of the time of this recording uh, street fighter 6 just launched um lots of games come to switch every single day hundreds mm -hmm. possibly yeah um people still playing a star wars game yeah yeah uh, a lot of stuff i i dropped a star wars game four hours in i'm i love star wars like i i i'm completely obsessed with tears of the kingdom i cannot stop thinking about it uh tom i know you did that already. You had two full weeks of just nonstop obsession. Just, just for a moment. Just picture, picture. Let me send you back to a world. Picture okay. this: <laughs> me just alone in my living room for two weeks, discovering all of the stuff that y'all have been discovering, uh -huh. and having like two other human beings on the planet to talk about it with. Right. Brendan Graber and I, I feel like we are war buddies now. <laughs> we, we were just constantly talking about this game where we would constantly swap stories about stuff we'd found or all these things. And it was this outlet that uh, I'm so glad I had with him because now, you know, right. There's so much, there's, it's so much joy in just being like finding these things and sharing what other people have found. And the, the yeah. social element around this in general, even like the builds and stuff like that has been such a huge part of the game for many of us. Yeah. Um, talking with a, other the, the show is named after communication around this game um like you had you had silence of the kingdom for yeah. a couple of weeks there i island princess if you will oh, yes yeah no I had, I had a few people i brendan and i definitely went through it together and then casey i was also able to talk to and uh mitchell and ronnie were like kind of watching along making stuff as i was playing so mm -hmm. it was it was it was fun to do that but yeah it's been an absolute joy to just watch the world sort of slowly understand and come to terms with how big this game is and right. how much there is and yeah it's just been a blast to see people having fun with it but you you you've since you've done something we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to do yet you've you've played other video games yeah i i played humanity which is not on switch but that was like my wind down game after zelda i haven't oh even seen humanity since I, this game came i played out. that game <laughs> i played that game for like two hours uh, the day before Tears of the Kingdom came right. out because we got, I think, some early codes or something. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I would love to play more of this. Well, too bad. Time to load up Zelda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, the thing is with, with 
Tears of the Kingdom is it's just so massive and there's so much stuff to do and not in like a not to throw them under the bridge, but not not like in a kind of Ubisoft open world kind of way where there's just Checklist. like all these yeah there's a bunch of dots that I have to go to on the yeah. map right like there's there's stuff I, that I want to do and on the road to doing those things I find other things that I didn't know were there and it's mm -hmm. constantly pulling threads and and then I I just love the entire experience of it like it's it's overwhelming but also really exciting and really rewarding and it's making it so I don't want to play anything else like I I know if I jump into another video game right now I will try to ascend. And it won't work and I'll, I'll get angry and I'll put it down. So after the PlayStation showcase and they showed off Dragon's Dogma 2, I went and loaded up the first Dragon's Dogma because I was like, I want to revisit this world and check it, check it out. And I went into one of the cities. I went into Grand Soren, the main city, and I was running through this borough and I went under this bridge and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm playing way too much Tears of the Kingdom. I want to ascend through this bridge right. to get up to this next floor. I don't want to run around and figure out how to get up on this bridge. I just want to use a send. Yeah. It's broken my brain. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I, I'm dreaming about this game. Uh -huh. Like it's invading my dreams. It's messing up my sleep schedule. Like yep. I think I've, I've said on here before that I've taken up coffee. Um, I'm staying up later than usual. My partner and I actually had a serious conversation about it this morning. It's like, okay, we got to start going to bed on time and like, like play this like a normal video game. So I think we're probably going <laughs> to pair Red, back This a is bit. not a normal I video know, game. I know, I know. We had a discussion about addiction in our house. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. There are extenuating circumstances when it comes to a game of this caliber. Uh -huh. There are, but I, I did dream of, I've dreamed about it multiple nights, but I had the most clear dream about it I've, I've had in a while the other night. I was in a shrine, like a real life shrine. I was just in it and there, there was like the statues and everything and it was it was very clearly a shrine, but the whole, and there was like a pipe puzzle or something, but the whole thing was decked out like... Um, like a mall mini golf course, like with <laughs> retro carpeting and black lights for some reason. Also, there was oh, a mall shrine. Yeah, there was that a was guy in there who was like, I'm a vampire. And I'm like, what? Was he selling like sunglasses? Like at like a sunglass <laughs> like No, he wasn't. He was just there. I don't know. It was a bunch of weird, dreams or weird things. There's together. no sun down there. So that's a good place for a vampire to be, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it was yeah. just black light. They just have that weird gel ceiling in every shrine that yeah. you know, to go through. Yeah. There is another mini golf shrine in this. Another one? There, well, there is a, a golf shrine. Just like they had, they had Breath of the Wild had a golf shrine. Wait, I think I did. I've done that one. It's yeah. just not motion controlled this time. Thank, thank God. goodness. I think it was last week we talked about the baseball shrine. And then I, I looked to social media. You know, the one with the where you build the bat and you yeah, smack yeah, the ball. Yeah. Um, and like that's people hate that shrine. Yeah, <laughs> that's really surprised yeah. people had so much issues with that one people have a lot of feeling stories that's right it was like that one and the one uh where you have to bring the ball up the ring i think you yes. were tweeting about this yesterday yes because someone posted what i think the way to do it to be right? the actual oh, solution yeah. Yeah. where yeah. you make like this paddle wheel that moves up the they're, they're, they're like these little like bars kind of stair stepping mm -hmm. yeah and it basically pushes the the platform with the ball on it up and i that's the same shrine that has the paddle boats that I also talked yep. about on the show a while back that I miserably failed at designing. Mm -hmm. And I realize now the reason why I failed at designing a paddle boat is because I didn't understand the previous puzzle was paddle boats. That, mm -hmm. that, that shrine felt like when you move by yourself. You know, like you go into yeah. a new apartment and it's like on no the no one's helping you. you it's on the second or third floor, and you got to you drag a couch up the steps. Like I went to the top of that thing and just dragged that ball like up each thing. It was like until I got to the top. So your water shrine with the ball. What I ended up doing, I built a very tall, just like or very long bridge, basically, and attached the ball to the end. I stood it up. 
climbed up the ladder and then grabbed the ball and just dragged it Amazing. all the way across instead of building a boat or anything. See, it it's this is this is what like if you just just track the last what eight minutes on this show, uh, we go in here with talking points and we will get to them. We'll get to the actual topics. But just like this game, like we start on one thing and then like twelve minutes later we're just like, Yeah, anyway, and uh did you guys did you did you meet the horse fairy? <laughs> it's just like, how do we get here? <laughs> It's so funny. Um, anyway, yes, we're, we're all obsessed with this game. I know you are too. If you're listening to this, if if you're not, um, I promise you, like, we will get to other Nintendo games eventually. We, we will. Will we? I, yes. Is yeah, beatable. Pick, Pikmin three comes out later this. Pikmin year. four comes out. I'm sorry, later Pikmin this four. Year. Excuse me. Yeah. Batten Kaitos is this summer, people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Rev, is Batten Kaitos really going to pull you away from Tears of the Kingdom? I'm hoping to be done. Done. See, there you go. What does done mean? Yeah. Well, I exactly what does done mean with, in a Zelda? With Breath of the Wild. Uh, I, I I reviewed it uh -huh. for a site like age, ages ago. I reviewed it, so I I did all the memories. Um, I did all the dungeons, and I completed the story. And then after that, I was really tired, and I needed to put it down. Right. So I did. And then when the DLC came out, um, I finished all the rest of the shrines. I did all of the DLC. I did a couple other side quests that were interesting to me, and then I finished Terrytown. And I right. took Link, I dressed him up in the little green garb that you get for doing all of the shrines in Breath of the Wild. I put him on the hill overlooking the rebuilt Terrytown, and I turned the game off, and I did not pick it up again. Hmm. And that is, I know people are going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom for a long time, but that's actually the same kind of experience I want out of this game. Like, you want I'm, like a, cl a closing point. Yeah, basically. and it's going to be, but I'm going to do all the shrines, I'm going to do significant side quests, I'm going to do like various other things, the dungeons, the tiers, all these other things, and then, but there's, there is, I know, going to be a point where I'm to say all right i have gotten what i wanted out of this and i'm gonna put him somewhere and i'm gonna close it and then i'll pick it back up again hoping there's dlc really think there's gonna be dlc yeah and we will we will talk about that soon as well um thank you all for those uh incredible tales of adventure and obsession um i wanted to talk a bit about some of like the funnier things that have happened to us in this game so far um we've uh, tom and i joked about this a few weeks ago we both independently uh cited like looney tunes as a, a, a sort of a connection here i've seen a lot of people on social media talk about how just wily coyote this game is um i had a thing that happened to me uh, the other day where I wanted it to become morning and it was night and I set a campfire, you know, where you throw down some wood, light it on fire, went to sit down next to it, literally sat down and it was just like, do you want to be, want to make it nighttime? And one of those large rocks from the sky fell, fell right on my head and just, <laughs> just smacked me and knocked me out. And it was just like, to me, it felt like when, you know, when you sit down on the couch after a long day of working and you go, okay. And you look at your phone and like an email pops up and you're like, damn it. <laughs> you're like you're ready to relax. And all of a sudden it knocks you out. I was cackling. Cause I didn't actually, I've seen those things fall all around me mm -hmm. and I didn't know it could actually hit you and reb i told you this story yesterday and you were like oh my god thank you i didn't know those things could actually hurt you yeah i assumed there was like a little you know a game development bubble of protection around yeah. your character that would let you not get hit by them. no apparently that's really funny yeah they will get you have, have any of you ever been hit by those sky rocks oh no, never come close uh, really i've had one that uh, fell down as I was like flying up with a device and I jumped off my device and jumped on the rock and recalled the rock to go up. Oh, and that's was like, forget my, my terrible creation. Cause it probably wasn't going to go as high <sighs> as awesome. that rock was. So 
But has, no, I haven't been crushed yet. Jada, has anything like uh, very funny happened to you playing this game? Um, I guess it would probably be I was uh, being frugal. I'm very frugal in my games. I don't like to spend resources, and I I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but I built a balloon, very standard balloon. Um, and then I threw some campfire in the bot in the base to light on fire instead of putting a flame emitter. Oh, I right. I only had like, I think eight flame emitters at this point, which is more than enough. What are you saving them for? <laughs> Crazy things I want to build. <laughs> hot air balloons. Things. Yes. And so I built a hot air balloon. I threw some fire. I threw, I took one of the, I threw two bundles of wood on there. So okay. I was like, this is two bundles of wood is better than one bundle of wood for raising a hot air balloon, obviously. Um, and so I threw one of those little fire uh, fruits or whatever, and it lit on fire, and the fire spread to me and killed me immediately. <laughs> I had I only had like half a heart, and I was like, this will be fine. It's not going to light me on fire, and I burned myself to death. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry for laughing at that. <laughs> I had a good time. I had a good laugh out of it, too. I was like, I'm an idiot. That's just the way it works sometimes. You're not an idiot, but sometimes, you know, it, it, things happen to Link that are not expected in this game. Um, and he gets hurt. And, like, that's, that's when I'm, I'm, I'm glad he doesn't talk, but that's when I'm really glad he doesn't talk. Because <laughs> I feel like he would turn to the camera and be like, you idiot. What did you do to me? Uh, Tom, you, you played a ton of this game reviewing it, and you've played some of it since. Um, anything, like, really funny happened to you that, like, you didn't put in our review or anything during that whole process? I, I definitely put some of my funny moments in the review. Um, Besides the dumping a Korok into a hole at the end. Yeah, that was, that was you know. the No, the, the, fr the uh, there's a clip in that review of that's, like, makes me look very dumb, but is, like, genuinely the first time I was kind of, like, building more complex vehicles, and I was trying to build a thing, a car that was just a single wheel, and, because I, you know, why not? And it kept falling over, so I put a, um... I put a stabilizer on the back of the wheel and I was like, okay, I just got to stabilize it. And I hit it and it popped up and that also turned on the wheel. So it just immediately drove away from me <laughs> and I was like running after it. That was very silly. I, I, that, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've started a vehicle on accident and it just takes off without me. So I'm like, oh, that happens. So, and you, and you scramble to pull up the rewind thing and you're like, get back here, get back here. Yeah. I like, I'll like, I'll be building things in the depths to get around the depths and I'll throw one of the bloom seeds on it instead of using like a light because they yeah. didn't have lights at first and i throw a bloom seed on it and it would activate it and it would drive off I was like oh that counted <laughs> i i've had moments you know that joke with the the like the barrel full of bricks and the guy with the rope where like yep. pulls it up and then it flings him up and then the barrel breaks and then he falls and it falls i've had moments like that where like i've built a little hot air balloon to get a korok up a mountain and then i will like as it's going up, I missed the mountain. So, like, I dropped the Korok off the cliff, and I was like, ah, dang it. So I jumped down to get the Korok, and then the I got too far away, so the flamethrower for the balloon turns off, so then it comes down and just lands right on my head after me. <laughs> like, oh, there's a ton of little just, like, slapstick moments like yep. that. I think, I can't remember if I told this, I don't think I told this on NVC. I think I told this on when I was on Cat Bailey's uh, podcast, Blood for the Blood God, uh, uh, where... Or sorry, acts of the blood god. Blood for the blood god is a Warhammer thing. Uh, but uh, how much more blood does this blood god need? <laughs> where I, I think I told this on that the story on that podcast that was, uh, and this is no spoilers. I had beaten the final boss. It was the first time I beat the final boss. I had I didn't die. It was super hard. I was super proud of myself. And then I I respawned at Lookout Landing afterwards just to play more. 
and it was raining and I was like kind of reveling in the moment and I took two steps out and then got zapped by lightning and instantly died. That happened to me yesterday, minus the beating the final boss thing. Yeah. Like I, I loaded up the game in Lookout Landing from where I had been playing the other day and just immediately blammo. Yeah, it was just like... Not even time to react or notice that it was like... Yeah, it, it was just such a funny capstone off of the finale of the game. The credits had rolled. I was on this high and then the game was like, by the way, you still suck. Get back down. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, man. I I still died over a stray breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was testing a bunch of different shield surfing things. And so I I was testing the minecart down a hill from one of the the towers. And I was like, and I I knew I had metal on me. I was like, whatever, it's lightning. I was like, can I outrun the lightning in this Mm -hmm. minecart down a hill? (laughs) No, you cannot. (laughs) You cannot. I died immediately. I I had a situation where I was fighting a Gleok. And that's the one on the bridge that breathes fire. But the fire also, like, has some wind in it. Mm. And, like, they just repeatedly knock you off the bridge. And when you do, you ragdoll off of it. So you're, like, holding out your bow and arrow. And you're like, all right, I got this. And you load up your little, you know, your keys eyeball on there. It's got poison on it. You know, it's got plus eight hurt for its face or whatever. And you shoot it. And then the the Gleak's just like, no, I hate you. And then flicks you off the mountain. You just go, ah! There's like no, there's no good way to get back up. Yeah. Because it's it's just too far down. You can have your climbing gear on. You look like some, like you just went shopping at REI. And you go, and then it starts raining. And then you're like, I give up. And you just drown. Respawn back on the bridge and fight the Gleak again. Reb, what about you? Anything funny happen? Uh, most of my humorous moments are due to human error um, and, and hu- like hubris and, and foolishness and not recognizing that like if I keep doing the same dumb thing over and over, the same result is going to happen. Yes. Um, I've had I've had similar incidents of vehicles running away from me, except my version of this is that I'm at like a like a building pile or something and I build a vehicle out of wood with some wheels on it and then I get my sword out to activate it and I just destroy the whole vehicle immediately. Yeah. I have done this so many times. Those are classic moments. Every yeah. time I That's know a, it's going to happen. It's a Zelda rite of passage. Why I do think. I keep doing it again and again? I don't know. I haven't had that happen to me yet. Are you I, using arrows to start? No, your, I literally use melee but i've just never destroyed a vehicle i don't know what about it like i've just been lucky i guess better than me i had like a silver lazalfos horn glued to my master sword which is like one of the strongest things in the game and went to start something and it just exploded yes don't do that Um, the other thing that happened to me yesterday or two days ago was i was in one of those big like enemy camps like with the fortress and everything i I was fighting with uh, one of the little groups of monster hunters so i have a bunch of allies and they're they're all kind of over in the corner fighting a big group and i'm over here and there's like a, a bacoblin that I take out and they're, they're all in a big pile. And I'm like, great. So I've got bombs. So I, I queue up a bomb to throw it at them and I, I aim and it just like barely gets out of my hand when a rock lands on my head. Oh, and, right. And the bomb explodes on me. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm confused. I don't know where the rock came from. So I queue up another bomb and get ready to throw. And then the exact same, same thing happens and I get exploded on again. And I seriously like blew myself up four times because there was just a rock coming out of nowhere and then I look and there's all these bacoblins in front of me in a pile. And then the Henox is right next to them, just throwing rocks at right. me, looking directly at me. Like not, no reason I should not have seen that, that thing throwing rocks at me, but we're just lobbing things at each other and he's just better at me. So it was just this Looney Tune things of like, ah, when, over and over. when you fight near Death Mountain or in the depths around Death Mountain and the heat is so crazy that uh, it makes bombs instantly explode. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I regularly forget that until I have, I pull back again with the bow and arrow and then you let it go and it just goes 
which is so like Looney Tunes, you know, Acme cigar, like yes. <laughs> Daffy Duck lights a cigar or whatever, and his head blows up. Like the amount of times that happens to me where I'm just like, who hit me with a bomb? And then I'm like, oh, I did. I hit me <laughs> you with don't. a bomb. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit on the flip side about uh, outside of the self-imposed difficulty of blowing yourself up or yeah. destroying your own cars, about difficulty in general in this game. Um, difficulty has always been a conversation around uh, big open world games, video games in general. Uh, this game, uh, I don't think is like significantly more difficult than your traditional Nintendo game, but I think it also scales well in the way some of their best games do, where it's 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 pretty uh straightforward on the golden path but if you want to dig around and do some tougher fights that's there for you as well right just like kirby games start off easy but if you want 100 percent i'm like you're you know you're fighting in hell by the end so how do we all feel about the general difficulty about uh tears of the kingdom and i, I kind of zelda as a franchise as a whole i feel like Tears of the Kingdom is a little bit easier than Breath of the Wild for me so far, but I think that's mostly because of the absence of the Guardians. Right. Um, because I felt like I didn't have, I wouldn't say I had issue with the Guardians in the first one, but they burned through a lot of shields while I was perfecting the parry timing with their lasers. Having a bunch of big enemies in the world that can one-shot you yeah. is is not, it's not really a thing here anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I think overall it's been pretty fine outside of my my little mishap that where i went exploring a little too far under the castle and uh -huh. triggered um some cutscenes. uh I we'll talk about that anything, in a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah overall though i think it's been fine it's been a little like i said a little easier than breath of the wild for me mm, interesting i actually find i i think i pick fights more in this mm -hmm. game oh i mean I, I did in breath of the wild too but i i uh i feel like i'm it's like the the combat moment to moment is a little tougher because the enemies are a little smarter. Um, they there's a lot more that they do in terms of like grabbing things and doing things and bringing they they bring more you know guns to the knife fight here and there. Um, it got a lot more tricks up their sleeves. Yeah, yeah. So that's been interesting, and also like the depths are are tougher. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of a hard a hard mode down there, just in terms of like losing hearts and um, having like evil red enemies and stuff like that. But Tom, what about you? Like, how did you feel about the difficulty? Yeah, it's so the 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 one thing I think one of the things that I miss most about uh, older the kind of older Zelda formula is that you can't just sort of out you can never out level it when yeah. you have like the three hit system or whatever. The one thing about this game is I think there are definitely real challenges to be had, but there's also the opportunity for you to just go do all of the shrines and have 40 hearts mm -hmm. and a hundred damage weapons and just sort of brute force your way through any problem, Yeah, which I'm really glad about. I think that's good that those tools are there for people. Um, but it does mean that like, even the hardest fight in this game, which I think there are some challenging fights, become more trivial as you get deeper in, mm. right? Uh, which is why I was disappointed that there, at least that I haven't found, is there isn't like the master mode, right, built into this. Yeah, that yeah. That was DLC in Breath of the Wild, but a lot of the DLC things like, uh, you know, ar certain armor sets and the uh, Hero's Path mode, or those were added later in Breath of the Wild and are here at the beginning and so I was sad to see that there wasn't the hero's path or like the, the master mode in this. Right. But generally there have been some fights in this game that I have been super impressed by how hard they are. Right. The, some of the Gleok fights, um, the, you know, you and I were talking about one of the Coliseums. That's just this like 
absolutely brutal kind of the Lionel one. Yeah. yeah, the Lionel one is just so, so challenging if you're not prepared for it. And I think that the other reason that people can have a lot of different difficulties with this game is if you're one of those people that will just farm fairies or make a million billion max health meals, right? Mm -hmm. And and things that recover gloom, gloom is a lot less dangerous for you. But if you don't want to do sort of all that prep work, it's... um, it still can be a challenge. Yeah. And so it, your mileage may vary on difficulty because it really depends on how you're playing the game. Well, that's exactly it. I think that there's um, a lot of stuff in the classic Zelda games that were uh, enemies that had to be defeated using a specific item that was sort of bespoke to the area around them, right? And Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, uh, to a lesser extent, gives you all the tools, all the options, all the uh, ability to interact with these conflicts in your own way and that makes a much more interesting uh scenario because like you get to watch a video where someone is building a mech to kill a level one grunt right and you're like that seems like needless cruelty but have at it. <laughs> um whereas in like classic zelda games like you you basically like you had to use a hook shot to take off this thing's mask. And then afterwards you could chip away at it with your sword and stuff like that. And you had a limited tool set um, available to you uh, kind of trickled out throughout the experience. I don't think they'll ever make a game tougher than Zelda two. Right. And that's a lot of that is because Zelda two is on a 2d path. It's a side scroller. And when an enemy comes up to you, you don't really have the option to like run around him. You could use your jump power and get over him and keep going. But a lot of those times, like you'll have to face it. And that's a sword fight. There's highs and lows, there's downward strikes and uh, upward stabs and stuff like that, all the moves that end up in Smash Brothers. But uh, now you would just have so many more options. And I guess like that means you could play without getting a single heart. Right. Or using any potion like you could you could self uh, inflict a bunch of rules that make this game the hardest game in the series. But that's not really intentional by design. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of those damageless runs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The speed run time is now under an hour. I think we're going to start seeing the no damage runs. Yeah. Start to climb as well. I mean, the swordless questing has been like a a speed run thing for or just an option, again, self-imposed by the Zelda community since the first game. Right. Like they've been like, well, what if you didn't use the iconic weapon that Link holds the entire time? What if we just use bombs on Stalfos Knights? Yeah. And they're they're currently in the process. I mean, it's still really early days for that speed running community, but I'm I'm in their discord kind of watching what's going on. And they're still in the process of figuring out like what their categories are going to be. Like right. there's the obvious ones, like any percent, but like, okay, what qualifies as beating the game? What rules are we putting around that? There's 100%, which is okay. What falls into that? What do you have to do to do that? Um, but then speedrunning communities will come up with all sorts of fun, other versions of categories. Like, I mean, all dungeons is maybe a pretty obvious one to do, but then there's, I don't know, there's going to be some weird ones and I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but there, there's going to be like some weird categories, like, get to this area as fast as you can and throw a chicken off a cliff. Like it's going to be, it's going to be stuff like that. Um, they come up with to run, um, that will take them through areas of the game that you don't see in normal speed runs and force them to use different tricks. And I'm curious as to what, what those forms of the category are going to be. I really hope we get a Korok damage only run where you have to use a Korok to damage enemies because you can use Koroks as weapons. In this. Oh, I bet there's going to yeah. be some sort, so of, some sort of Korok category. Wait, so yeah. I spin them around or something? No, so like I literally, I literally just used Ultra Hand to pick one up and I dropped it and I crushed one of the peblites and I've also dro- I've killed Keese. 
I've killed Stalfos just by Wait, just, just dropping a just Korok, dropping a Korok from an height, and it does enough. It does impact damage. Incredible. I actually wouldn't be shocked if there ended up being a. It needs to be a Korok category. A Korok category of like all the i need to reach my friends like get oh, them yeah. all to their friends because i could see that being a really fun vehicle category where you have to build some sort of mechanism that can traverse all of these environments and get the koroks to their friends i, I don't know i just did the one where you the the there's one on the beach and he's like my friend's on that island over there help me and i just built like the worst boat with i was just like mm -hmm. let's get this over with quickly mm -hmm. i had already done everything on eventide island so i put the korok on the boat and just started going out there and like we just started like getting there was a lot of water and it just like slowly went backwards and he like dr drowned and I was just like, oops, and just warped out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did, I did something similar with the one, uh, that's up on the hill of, of Hateno village. Yes. There's one up there. And I, so I put him on the little, the little cart and attached him. And then I went to go attach the, uh, steering wheel so I could drive it. And it rolled down the hill without me. And he just, I just saw him going very Looney Tunes back and forth throughout the hill. And then eventually he made it to the bottom, but went into the water. And so I paraglided down. I was like, where is he? And mm -hmm. then he's just out being carried by the tide next to this Octorok. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, recall? And it's just so he's had to relive the torture. <laughs> <laughs> This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with like Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there if you want to get the best discount off your nord vpn plan go to nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc that's nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc victor charlie uh that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan there is no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that's nice of them and i appreciate that
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Here's here's what I will say about difficulty. Something I think this game does really well with difficulty is I I mentioned you can kind of grind your way past a lot of it, which is true, but... Um, and I won't go into specifics here, but I think the boss designs are really impressive in this game yeah. because they all, you can kill them way quicker if you have crazy powerful weapons, but they are all designed in such a way where that having a crazy powerful weapon alone will not win you the fight. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do something to get into hit them actually and then once you hit them a couple times they do run back away right or they'll reset or you know whatever that may be yeah 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 and so it's it's it limits the sort of uh it limits how much you can just sort of ignore the boss which i think was a little bit more of a thing with the blight ganons you know the blight ganons all had two phases or whatever but you could also just hit them really really hard and they would die right yeah yeah yeah, that was actually kind of what I wanted to bring up is like mm-hmm. I I had a very, very early experience. I went up to like Rito Village first when I started playing and I ended up in the Hebrew Mountains and I went and there's a stable up there with a side quest that requires you to get a horse from the other side of a field that a gleok is flying around in. And I could not see the horse. I didn't know where the horse was. I looked at that gleok. I went out there. I was like, all right, well, let's let's just see what I can do. And so I have, you know, my, my little wooden spear. Like, you know, <laughs> I've, I've done like nothing in this game so far. Uh, and it, of course, absolutely demolished me I, I did like a piddly little sliver of damage to it and then it immediately nuked me with one ice blast miserable so that gleok has been on my radar since i started this game I, like, this, you just reminded me i have to go back and kill that thing this yeah. jerkwad i'm gonna yeah. go back and get him so i i finally decided all right we're gonna i've i've cleared three dungeons i've got an arsenal of powerful weapons i'm much better at this game now we're gonna give it a shot right so i went back there and it was hard uh, like it was, it was a significantly difficult fight. I was like hiding under this big stone arch. I was like, all right, I need to hit his yeah. eyes. They keep moving. Shoot, what's going on? How, and then he has like this final phase where he does this completely different move, and there's yeah. nice, it's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I killed him, and it was it was in this really cool epic way where I was like up in the sky, and I went into bullet time, and I fired on all three eyes at once. Oh, and, that's the best. And and then like he he was in the sky, and then he landed, and the the fall damage did the last little chunk of his his health, and then I landed right in front of him with my little companions, and he burst into smoke and i got a little uh, <laughs> it was like anime but the music is awesome oh, in it's those great fights, by the way yeah yeah but i did it 
and now I'm like, okay, now I know how to do this. Yeah. And yeah. so I immediately went to the one on the bridge and just, just demolished him yep. in like a minute yeah. because I knew how to do it. And yeah, so once, once I cracked the, the I started hunting Gleox once I got like nasty at killing one or two of them. It's a yeah. puzzle. Yeah, and so I forgot about that ice one and he probably is happy I did because I'm going to- Go I'm, get him. Yeah, after the show, I'm going to go murder him. There's did a they, lightning one on a cliff I'm going to go take care oh, of. Oh, right? yeah, I, I wrecked him. So I haven't fought any of them yet. I'm saving them for like kind of my greatest hits, like end run of the game. Yeah. Like I'm just going to yep. kill all the Gleox in one kind of run um do they respawn with the blood moons as well they respawn eventually i don't know if it's with the blood moons but they they do come back okay yeah cool. uh, um yeah i, I agree about the one once you f crack the code gleox can become a lot easier right yeah. it's it's funny because i think i actually think probably silver lionels are still the hardest fight mm -hmm. for me in this game like the parrying obviously you can get really good at but that is harder to me to master than killing gleox and i won't like just tell people how to do it but i will say if you're having a lot of trouble killing gleox Keys eyeballs oh, yeah. exist. Yeah. Keys eyeballs are your friend. You probably you can... have a lot of elemental ones in your inventory that you've forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's it's not just keys eyeballs, right? It's the Aracuda eyeballs, it's mm -hmm. the, the elemental ones. They all do the same thing. They auto-target the head, they make it way easier. The to, elemental to take ones are especially good for the Gleok fights because you can use like ice on fire and mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, you know, predicting that this probably works well, but if you grab like the Forest Dwellers bow or a Lionel bow, any bow that shoots yeah. multiple the, arrows at once, mm -hmm. when you attach uh, an item to it, it still only consumes one item, but it attaches it to all three. Items. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. The, so. And the multiple arrows, that, that's actually, a, it's another really good tip for Gleox because the multiple arrows will split to different heads. Right. So like if, awesome. if one arrow, you can take out you can often take out two heads in one or two shots if you have a strong enough bow. Mm -hmm. And so the good thing about that is that it interrupts their attacks and so you have less time running away from them, basically. Mm. I'm yeah. hoping like by the time I go to fight them, I'll have enough hearts to where my Demon King's bow is so strong that I can just basically one or two shot the Gleox. That is my goal. That is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they have they way have more health. health than that. They, nice. they do have a lot of health. But it will be very strong. The Demon King bow is really good. So, Reb, uh, we ran a story on IGN this week about uh, sort of like a secret leveling system in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, people are finding that it is tangibly becoming more difficult as the game progresses. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, because I think that people didn't really know about this, and it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so this is actually in Breath of the Wild as well. I'm not sure if the systems are exactly the same mm -hmm. between the games, or if Tears of the Kingdoms has tweaks. But yeah, there's basic, Link basically has an invisible experience bar that you can't see. And whenever you defeat an enemy or a boss, or, or there, I think there might be some other things that affect it, uh, he gets experience. And as he levels up, the world levels up with him. So basically when you start out the game, you're mostly seeing like little red bokoblins, yeah, yeah, like yeah. really basic monsters, but the more of them you defeat and the more things you experience in the game, the more the world levels up around Link and the more he levels up and you'll start seeing in those same places blue bokoblins and silver bokoblins and harder and harder enemies and you'll also tend to get better um, drops. From, yeah. not, I mean, you know, some things are fixed, obviously, but like certain certain objects that they drop will be better weapons and things like that. So the, the game is basically calculating how much experience you have at fighting and being in it and then scaling to meet your increasing experience level as you play that's awesome because i i know that like when i'm like 100 hours in now and when i pick up a stick 
it's an, it's by accident. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't need this. <laughs> like, I don't want this garbage anymore. Or like, you, you know, you fight like a very low level enemy and it drops something. You're like, what am I going to even do with this? Like, a, you know, like the Bokoblin shield or something like this junky piece of wood. I'm like, I get I weirdly excited when I see just like a single red Bokoblin walking by now. I'm like, oh, look at that poor little guy. Yeah. They were all priced out of the, <laughs> of the market. It was, it's terrible yeah. out there. I can't remember the last time I've seen a red Bokoblin now. Like my world is filled with black and silver Bokoblins mm -hmm. and they do like eight or nine hearts per worth of damage per yeah. hit now. So Jada, you were, you were telling me this in the office a couple weeks ago. Um, you, you, you accidentally early on triggered an event that changed the, the game world for you permanently. Yes. So I was helping on the wikis doing some boss guides and one of the phantom Ganon fights, which, you know, after you deal with the gloom hands, phantom mm -hmm. Ganon appears, um, there was one of them below the castle. So I went to check what, what type of spawn it was, killed it. Um, and then I was like, let's a little bit deeper. Let's see. Let's just keep going. Um, and as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, these are new enemies I've never seen before. I'm not going to spoil which ones they are. Um, I was like, but took them out. Okay, it's fine. I was like, let's go a little bit further. Let's just see. But, you know, curiosity just really had me. I get down and there's this cliff. I jump off this cliff, um, land down below, massive cutscene triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm embroiled in this big old fight with tons and tons of enemies, waves and waves of enemies. And, um, and then a boss spawns and I end up dying to the boss. Cause I, I was down there with no, uh, gloom resistance. I only had like, I think 10 hearts at the time. Oh, wow. Um, and so I get to this boss and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I don't have anything to recover these gloom hearts. Uh, so I only have like really four hearts for this boss fight. Boss dies. I respawn, go back up to the world. And then I was like, let me go, you know, make some progress in the Elden region and do the fire temple finally. Cause at this point I've only done the water temple. That's it. Right. And so I go to the Elden region and there is one of those boss moblins walking around with the horns and a little army of like seven silver bacoblins. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was just like, what did I do? <laughs> and now, like like I said, I don't remember the last time I've seen a red Bacoblin. My world is now filled with black and silver Bacoblins everywhere. And I think it's because I triggered what I'm pretty sure is like the end of the game boss fight. Right, stuff. right, well, right. Well, it could also, based on the experience system, it could also just be that you killed enough stuff to like and I did, hyper level you. And I did kill a lot of things down there. Right. So. It's important to point out right now that uh, Jada is extraordinarily good at video games. <laughs> yeah, she like, is. Just nasty at video games. Like we, we, we hoist you up every time somebody is just like uh, people that in the game journalists are bad at games. We're like, oh, Jada, you take this one. <laughs> like Jada, we uh, go show yeah. them what. Have what you to seen do. all of her platinum trophies? Yeah. Um, so go, yeah. go watch her Resident Evil 4 shooting gallery video. I was like, Jada, can you come over and get my medals for me? I'm well, like, you bring your Xbox into the office. I'll I know. Do it for I you. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. So like my world is so like, I know I said that I feel, Hey, Breath of the Wild feels a little bit tougher mm -hmm. um, than Tears of the Kingdom. But like after flipping that switch, it's now feeling like it's like kind of more on parody, if not a little bit harder. That's awesome. Um, which is good. I'm really enjoying it. Like I wasn't a big fan of Breath of the Wild and I'm loving Tears of the Kingdom. So like, I love nice. that this dynamic is pulling me even deeper into the game. And I do not know how I'm going to balance the time with it and Street Fighter because <laughs> if I, I took two days off from Street Fighter to, to play Zelda and make some progress. And then Mitchell beat me up for it. Like he'd be in Street Fighter, but <laughs> me up for it. So. I mean, the other person that I like who's really incredibly good. Yeah. good at video yes. games is yep. Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. So, but well. yeah, um, yeah, maybe don't do what I did unless you want 
the extra challenge. That but, sounds like a fun thing on the second playthrough, though. Like yes. when I go and replay this game in a couple just years, drop down. Yeah, just go down there, get everybody mad, come back up, whip <laughs> them into a frenzy, and and start kicking butt. I honestly kind of want to go back down and kill a bunch more and just see how far I can warp my world make it as dark as possible. You just got to keep hitting that beehive, huh? Yeah. You know, and then you get stung once, you know, shame on me, get stung a hundred <laughs> times. You know, I probably wanted it. It was a, it became, it became a, it became a fetish. I don't know. Now, uh, one of the things you can do to make uh, the game a little easier, or I guess tougher too, this, you know, it's, it, it, you know, set your own rules there, uh, is outfit yourself with different armor sets. Um, one of my favorite things about this game, which is really really interesting and breath of the wild had it as well uh is is getting to deck yourself out in a bunch of different outfits uh leveling them up um getting set bonuses for them Z classic zelda games basically just had like a green tunic right and then maybe a blue one and a red one and mm -hmm. uh, eventually like a zora thing and a goron thing and stuff like that but there were so many different combinations and so many different uh, uh armor sets in this game so um what are we rocking reb let's start with you um so i have a i have an a like surface outfit and a, de a, a depths outfit. My surface outfit is fairly generic. It's the traveler's tunic, traveler's hood. And then I didn't, I, I wanted to get the three set, but the pants weren't available or I couldn't afford them really early on. Oh, right. And so I'm just wearing like the trousers of time or something. And I've dyed the whole outfit white. Um, oh, that's nice. awesome! I look like a, a, a like a white knight kind of thing. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah I did. Because I know that some of them you can you like most of the armor sets you can go to that fabric shop in Hatino Village yeah, and, dye, and dye them, and it's where you also switch out your gliders and stuff like that. But some of them like the really special ones, like some of the ones tied to amiibos. Or yeah, you can't chest. dye the trousers of time; they're already yeah. white, but you can't. But I dyed the other two to match them, um, and I've got them like super upgraded and stuff, so they oh, give me really awesome. good armor. But anytime I go to the depths, I have the full miners suit, mm. and if you don't have the miner pieces, you should get them, right? Because uh, they're amazing for the depths. They glow in the dark, and when you have all three pieces, you cast like a big, a big sphere of light around yourself, so you can see where you're going really well. Uh, right. But then you also you get an extra bonus where as you're running along, you leave little puddles of like glowy stuff behind you. Yeah. Uh, and so you can kind of turn around and see where you've been and it's all lit up behind you. And I, I have, I've upgraded that suit a couple times. Uh, it's a little hard to upgrade. I didn't realize you needed like the glow fireflies. And so I, they run away when you run at them and I haven't really been grabbing it's a lot them. of crouching and tiptoeing. Now to, I'm hunting to them to upgrade it, but yeah, it's a really good set. And also you look like a real dork in it. It's, it, uh, there, it, it's, it feels raver inspired. A little like, bit. They're um, like Jenkos that you wear. I saw yeah. someone doing a, a, like a TikTok with like skateboarding tricks in Tears of the Kingdom and they were just wearing the miners pants it was really funny <laughs> sounds right yeah uh, but it's, it's a great outfit i freaking love it tom uh what are you rocking or what were you rocking uh link's awakening hat and nothing else Wh what do you mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's no, good okay you've seen it the mask yeah i, I haven't yeah. seen nothing else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I killed Gleox for a little while, was just that and, and no shirt or pants. Naked with a helmet. They must be so confused. Yeah. That, like, who is this boy? Like, I'm not kidding. That's how I fought Gleox. It was a power play. It was a show of dominance. It's a whole other meaning than naked and afraid. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, wore a, I wore the Link's Awakening mask a lot, but then I realized that he doesn't uh, emote in cutscenes. Oh. And so, like, he's just stoic and goofy and has just like this very dumb look on his face yeah i don't have that hat yet i haven't found it i'm not gonna lie uh it's really hard to find yeah or it's pretty it's maybe not really hard but it's very well hidden it's Interesting. it's it's 
and again, I will not spoil anything. It is behind a puzzle that you, I mean, you can get it from the Amiibo, I guess, which yeah. I didn't know pre-launch. But when I found it pre-launch, I was amazed because it is behind a puzzle you would never figure out unless you were told about the puzzle. That's right. So I, I, there, I believe there's there's a quest line around it, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And unless you either stumble upon kind of the quest line mid-go or follow it, you will not just like accidentally find it in Which a cave i'm actually a little and this is a psa it's probably late in the game for some of you but if you, if you have fomo about the amiibo stuff and not being able to uh, do them because like the Link's awakening amiibo is rare and there are, some of them are expensive or out of print um some of those amiibo drops actually like made the game a little worse for me because they doubled the reward i got for like a big deep crazy or tough yeah. quest and yeah. so doing all of that would just give me something that i got just from scanning an amiibo and it was kind of like a huh that sort of took the yeah, fun away honestly i was surprised that you could get that stuff from amiibos at all because it's all in the game now yeah. as far as i understand it so it is just sort of like it, it, it feels like those assassin's creed microtransactions where you're just like all my map is unlocked now and it's like but i wanted to do that i want i wanted to go get yeah. that thing yeah. right um so yeah it doesn't have much appeal to me either and i didn't i think i used one just to see what it was like during the review right just right. To like check what it was and i didn't get anything substantial out of it right mm -hmm. um so no armor set i feel like most of the time i was i i am wearing the zonai outfit which is the the one that you kind of get in different sky islands and it yeah. extends your battery life. I don't have that Just one. Just got it's the pants for that yeah. the other day. It's kind of kind of trickly hidden. Each of those ones oh, are a little trickly hidden and they're um they're very useful if you don't have much battery because it just makes everything take less battery basically. I feel like I haven't spent nearly enough time in the sky. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm having a sorry, this is a tangent, but I'm having a surprisingly hard time getting up there yeah like yeah. i huh. this is this is gonna like spark people going oh just do this yes i know towers, Reb. i understand it obviously does. Yes. i understand functionally how to get up to the sky there's a bunch of different ways to do it recalling the rocks using the towers uh you know warping to a shrine you've already been to up there what machines all the different kinds yeah. of ways but like i i find that i this is like one of the few areas I get frustrated with actually is I, I, I see an island that I want to go to right? and it ends up because, because I've been to like a lot of the, the ones that are easier to get to, it ends up being something that's higher up or a little bit more challenging and I build a machine or I do something and then it doesn't quite work and mm. I like fall short and I miss and then I'm like all the way down on the ground and I got to like start over and rebuild the thing and try again. And then maybe that doesn't work. And it's just, it's just kind of butts sometimes like yeah, trying, I, to, trying to get something specific to work. I also, I really liked the clearing the kind of fog of war in the depths. And I love the towers uh, in Hyrule. It's not a similar but thing. The sky is kind of like disparate and disconnected and it doesn't have like that. There, I, I, it's missing that like, oh, you're completing this. Yeah. I don't remember feeling. where I've been up there. Me like, too. The ones that have shrines and little uh, gotcha machines on them, I remember. But yeah. some of the islands don't have anything like that on them. And so I'm like, I don't yeah. know if I've done that or not. But anyway, yeah. Quick yeah. tangent. Uh, uh, Jada, what are you what are you rocking? So I have not upgraded any of my armor sets yet because I have not done the Wind Temple and all the Rito Village stuff and bringing the band back together to where Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't done any of that yet. Yeah, so do I the do the Great Fairy quest. quest. Oh, I know, I know. It's just I'm the I've, stable trotters. I think I I committed to doing the Wind Temple 
in Rito Village last just because they want me to go there first. So yeah. I'm a contrarian. Funny. So I'm just doing that last for no no good reason. Um, but uh, so I typically am rocking Soldier Helm, Fierce Deity Armor Ooh, that I found in one of the good. quest lines. And then Soldier Boots when I'm like doing any type of like trickier fights. Right. Um, but a lot of the time I am running around in either the, um, the glow in the dark outfit that has like the skeleton bones that i dyed bright pink excuse Love me it. um excuse yes. me the what yeah oh yeah from yeah the first game too from, yeah from the first oh, game. yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the glowstone that. armor oh, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. another That's raver so cool. costume yeah, yeah so i do that I, I dyed it bright pink great because the bones are then teal which is my favorite color yeah so, like i was like this is great it totally looks terrible but i love it um um or i'm rock rocking the uh sheik's mask uh from i got from one of the amiibos uh -huh. um, as well as the sheikah armor for the stealth so i can collect all the bugs that i know i'm going to need oh i didn't realize it worked stuff. like i i was like where do you use stealth in this game yep. it's like that yep um, so that's how i that's how why i have so many like that would have helped me a lot because i'm rocking the barbarian armor which i love it's, yeah. it's awesome it was it's super strong um maxing it out is uh really difficult this time around because for the third for the final phase you need these um forget what they're called they're like these blue beetles um and they only appear at night and they only appear on trees and they don't show up in the rain and you can't feed them after midnight or whatever animal blah, blah, blah. Crossing, yeah. yeah it's it oh my god it it extremely feels like animal crossing because like i went to uh the the place i found to farm them was right outside of hitino village the um the laboratory up on that cliff there's like a small wooded area down there and you can set your okay so that that guy who lives that scientist who lives in that lab up there i forget his name robbie robbie, robbie thank you um he's got this little like robot on his desk that you can buy photos from and so i dumped all my money into that to get photos of every single thing in the game so every uh enemy every weapon every mineral vitamin or uh animal and stuff like that so you can set your shrine sensor to uh the beetles and it will beep when you're close to them and so i spent probably four hours just like running back and forth between uh midnight and 3 a.m and then going back to the uh the thing or going to a campfire and re restarting and until i found all of them and then traded them all in and now my armor is just incredibly tough quick psa and this is not a spoiler oh, yes but um the master sword is back and uh it's one of the most breathtaking sequences that they've ever done in terms of unlocking okay. it it might be my favorite it is actually. my favorite um it's the best master sword dress ever Dress well for it. Uh, don't dress like the town fool. I was dressed with the climbing gear and a Harblin mask because, like, my, <laughs> my, my kid, my kid told me to put it on, and I was like running around the world, and that all of a sudden just triggered the master quest line. Um, it's beautiful and breathtaking and important. Uh, look good for it, Jada. You yes. you like you saved the game and then reloaded. Just yes, I I was like this is not cool enough for this moment. This moment is too momentous. It's so amazing. I was like re reload the save. I I will come back when I have more outfits yep. that are colored and dyed and into <laughs> a photo shoot. I'm going to do so many photo shoots. Yeah. With you'll, you'll know. Yeah, you'll know you, when it's coming. You can, so. you can, I think, stumble upon it by accident, but you're not just going to, Link's not just going to be walking along and he's going to trip over the master yeah. sword. Like yeah. you, you will, you will see <laughs> it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't wear the Harblin mask and the, and the climbing gear outfit. If you see a master sword, put on some nice clothes, show yeah. it respect. Exactly. Well, uh, that's about all the time we have 
have left for this week's episode of Talk of the Kingdom. Be sure to come back every single Thursday as we skydive into gameplay tips, tricks, secrets, and adventure stories as we explore the vast world above and below and in the middle of Hyrule. It's a wonderful sandwich. The uh, game is out in the wild. I'm so glad people are talking about it and playing it. Uh, Talk of the Kingdom will be available on IGN, YouTube, all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. Don't forget to follow the Nintendo Voice Chat on Twitter. If you want a cool Tears of the Kingdom or Zelda shirt, like the one Reb's rocking right now, Death Mountain. Hell yeah. Uh, Go check out the IGN store. There's tons of, tons of awesome gear on there right now. Uh, And thank you so much for watching and listening to Talk of the Kingdom, and we will see you next week. Remember, the NVC Talk of the Kingdom is the only place, the only place, I promise you, where you can... Get Get the the tingle. It hurts every time. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.